Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 65 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is February 3rd, 2022. I'd like to bring in my co-host as always, Say Hey Rob. What's going on, brother? What's going on, brother? Great to be back here on this uh, Thursday night, 7.37 p.m. Friday Junior. Friday Junior. Yeah, we uh, (laughs) got got really no updates with the... uh, Major League Baseball versus the uh, Players Association uh, duo or duel right now, I should say. Um, You know, I heard today and I I had a long day, too, so I'm a little behind on on the news, but they're taking it to the uh, they're getting like some real like officials coming in to like get in the middle of this or what's going on. You you know, I'll say this before I before I get into what you're getting at, because I know what you're talking about. Um, but it feels like if ever we do get an update in this last like week or two, it's never good. And so it's yeah, like, they all suck. So. There, there's no, we haven't gotten anything good um, update wise yet, but yeah, it sounds like uh, because, you know, mommy and daddy can't stop fighting and yeah. um, it's yeah. not working internally within major league baseball that they will be bringing in the federal government to mediate this thing so oh, uh, that's that's all they, we know they they solve everything so there we go you know yeah bring in congress <laughs> while yeah they figure everything out no but yeah it sounds like they're bringing in the top guns to be you know play the middle person and be mediator so who knows dude i mean it's all but certain now that um for sure spring training is gonna be backed up and there's a very 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 good chance that we're missing some games so and it just sucks. It just sucks. Th- th- this really sucks too because we have one more NFL game left this year. Yeah, and we are very close to being in sports limbo. Because if you all don't know by now, Doug and I are big uh, Sacramento Kings fans, so that doesn't really count. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we don't have a basketball <laughs> team really because they yeah. they've been non-existent since yeah, we were in and, high school. Yeah, and co- <laughs> college basketball doesn't get exciting for another month too. So we are very close to being in just. We have, we're gonna have nothing to talk about really if they don't figure this out. We're gonna be drinking a lot and bullshitting on here forever. It's just but we're praying along with everybody else, though. We're 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 trying to uh see the light at the end of this tunnel that seems to be going farther and farther. So if if you haven't heard like Rob and I took about a month off and we've come back 
And I think I think we put out two really, really good episodes. The first one, uh, episode 63, a couple ago, we did our top 10 giant killers. That was a lot of fun to record. And then last week for episode 64, um, it was after obviously the Hall of Fame uh, results. And we kind of went in and uh, we had our buddy Brooks on and, and really dove into why um, it's just become this big comical joke uh, and how Barry Bonds uh, didn't get in on his file ballot. So if you haven't heard that yet, go back, make sure you listen to it. You can find all of our episodes um, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and yeah, so what we're going to do tonight, though, um, I, I, you know, Rob and I have been talking for a couple of days. Like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And we both, you know, like we would like to kind of talk about, you know, this current Giants team and not really reminisce on like 2021. Like we get it. They won 107 games and then got bounced in the first round. So, um, you know, great. Whatever. We're over that. Uh, we kind of want to look at, you know, this current team going into 2022. And we know that nothing can be done really right now outside of the active, you know, 40 man roster, um, uh, you know, minor league deals are happening. Uh, minor league season will happen on time, which is great. You know, I'm hoping uh, Rob and I can get to a couple of giants games in Stockton this year. Oh, um, the best, the best, but uh, yeah. So I just want to preface this before we go in, we understand that when baseball returns, that free agency kicks back in, there can be trades. It could be very different from what it is now. But um, so what we're going to do the next few episodes is we're going to kind of touch on base. Uh, nice, nice pun there. We're going right, to touch one. base uh, with like the current Giants roster and what it looks like if the season started today and how kind of we feel about it. So tonight we're going to we're going to start with like part one, but we're breaking it into categories and we're going to start with the starting rotation. Um, so obviously. I know I said we weren't going to talk about last year, but, you know, last year, this was a rotation that had was just a gigantic question mark going into the season, Rob. And, you know, obviously we had Kevin Gosman, who was good in the short 2020 season, um, had a fantastic season overall um, with the Giants, obviously signed with Toronto in the offseason. He's gone. Then we had, you know, the big question mark in 24-year-old uh, – old Logan Webb who ended up having a fantastic season um you know uh is is likely going to be the ace of the staff now moving forward um but then the big question marks were Alex Wood and Anthony DiSclefani who you know injury history came in and were healthy for the most part of the year for the Giants and were really good and I feel like if those two guys weren't good this may not be a playoff team because you know, their things relied on them being healthy. And then obviously, you know, the fifth guy in that rotation was Johnny Cueto. He is gone now. Um, Giants bought out his uh, club option for 2022. So let's start at the top. We're, we're looking obviously at Logan Webb. Um, you know, he's going to be the ace of the staff unless a miracle happens and they bring in someone else. But there's nobody else out there unless no. they make a weird trade and get someone to, you know, that's equal or better. You know, give me your thoughts, especially coming off this very, very successful 2021 Logan Webb year moving into 2022. Being the guy. Yeah, a lot of pressure for uh, Logan Webb at this point in time to be the guy and carry that torch for this rotation, which I think we both think there's going to be a lot more uh, 
a lot more work done to it. Not necessarily in the starting five, but depth wise, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, Webb last year, what can you really say? He just got better as the year went, went along. And you see that, you know, a lot with younger up and coming arms and Webb, it's just with his whole past with the, with the PD suspension and this and that, like he, you know, I thought his career could have went one or two ways after that. And he's just really stepped up and yeah, become the guy in this rotation. And the, the way he handled the stretch run last year with the Dodgers breathing down their neck the whole, the whole time and kind of becoming the stopper once a Gossman kind of hit the skids the way he did, you know, that was, that showed, that showed me a, a lot about the guy. So I feel pretty good about him being the ace going into 2022. It's just, you know, he is young and that was, that was his first real full season and he did great, but, do I feel super, super comfortable with with him just being the top guy without a clear cut number two right now? Yeah, that that's where I kind of fall back right now. And I'm thinking, what what else can they do to give him a little more support? Because it's gonna happen, you know, where he's gonna have a little stint where he hits, he hits a rough patch, and you know the ball's staying up, and he's getting and tagged out of games and only going four or five innings, give them five, six runs. That just, that happens a lot to young guys, especially now the way teams hit the ball out of the ballpark. So I, I don't think the giants are in a spot right now where they can rely on just, Hey, Webb's going to give us a win every time out every fifth day. They aren't there yet. I feel like they can be there pretty soon and I feel good with them being, being the ace, but yeah, I, think they need to add a little little more you know top tierness to that rotation if you know what I mean yeah well let's talk numbers real quick because this was really Webb's like first season as a full-time starter I know he started 11 games in 2020 um you know had a 547 ERA just a 7.62k per nine and in almost four walks per nine so we didn't really know what we were getting going into 2021, but he he did. He had a great year. Uh, 26 starts, 11 and three. He threw a career high by a mile, 148 and a third innings. Finished with a 3.03 ERA. Really jumped up his strikeout game with 9.59 Ks per nine and lowered his walks to 2.18. That's a massive drop off in walks, which means he really worked on his command in the off season, getting that down from 3.98 to 2.18 in just one year is fantastic. And yes. I know we don't have to go into super details, but I'm looking at these projections too, because I know these have kind of been becoming popular through the years. Um, and I really like how Ben Caspic does it on the locked on giants um, podcast. Uh, his 2022 zips projections have him doing uh, another 3.03 ERA this year. Going wow. nine and five, but throwing only 142.7 innings. That's that's interesting. Um, so I wonder why they have him throwing less. But also, I think the thing that stuck out for me with Logan Webb last year is this guy came in and really relied on, um, you know, basically like two, two and a half pitches. And his mm-hmm. sinker, 
You know, usually when you think of a really good sinker, this thing's coming in 91, 92 miles an hour. Logan Webb throws it, and it's like his main pitch, and he's throwing it 95, you know, and this thing just is like a backward Frisbee. I know I said that all through last year, but it really is. The thing doesn't just sink down. It sinks away at the same time, and it's, it's so hard to hit. And then we heard coming into, you know, last season, um, he was really, really working on his changeup, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that ended up being a really good pitch that paid off. So, you know, between his sinker and his changeup, he threw those for nearly sixty-two percent of his pitches, and then obviously um, his third pitch was really that cutter that he would yes. feature as well. So, you know, he's got a stuff. I'm just a little concerned on you know this is supposed to be his second consecutive full season. Um, it's tough to put back-to-back really good seasons out of the gate, you know, to start your career like that. But he's 25 now. He's been in. He's been around for a couple of years, so I am optimistic about Logan Webb. I really am. Yeah, I think just the the, the way he was able to just control everything in, in that in that playoff series, with you know, featuring that that changeup where Dave Roberts said after game one, he's like, yeah, you know. He's, Stuff stuff to us all night. He was hitting us with a changeup. We, we couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And, and how he came back in game five and dom- dominated again. Giants lost that game. But I mean, it, it's there and the confidence is there. Like you don't you don't do that against lineups like that down the stretch and you know not have something special in you. But yeah, it's just with the whole second year of full MOB time. Yeah, you know. Teams adjust, everybody adjusts, but yeah, I, I feel I feel pretty 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 damn good about him being at the, at the top of that rotation because especially when the Giants have nobody else right now, really, who could take on that role. Just so dominant in game one of the NLDS against yeah, the Dodgers. The so dominant. Um but moving on to to and now this is where the rest of the rotation is, and that's why it's like overall it's I feel like we're in a big question mark again heading into the season. And and next we'll go with Alex Wood. And he's coming back for his second year with the Giants in the offseason. He signed that one year, um, I believe it was like $3 million deal last year um, with yep. a ton of incentives if he stayed healthy, which he mostly did. Um, but this year he was rewarded um, in the offseason, late November before the lockout uh, ensued. Two years, $25 million for an average of 12.5 per year, obviously, over the next two years. So Farhan Zaidi, you know, has a lot of faith in Alex Wood, and he fits the Zaidi mold. He, he um, you know, throws sinkers, keeps the ball down in the zone. He's got a funky delivery. And when, again, the caveat, when Alex Wood is healthy, he's really effective. And, um, yeah, especially he got off to such a hot start last year. Um, had some sputters, but you know, overall had a great year. He, uh, he went 10 and four through 138.2 innings started 26 games, um, which is really good. Had a three, eight, three ERA and actually almost had 10 Ks per nine. He had 9.87 Ks per nine, um, and a 50.8% ground ball rate. So, uh, talk a little bit about your thoughts with, with Alex Wood and how he's just so effective keeping the ball down. And when he's there, he's good. When he is there, he is good. And when he is on, he, man, just pure fill. Like like I said, the, the funky delivery, that's right up Farhan's alley. And, yeah, I think the big question with him, 
coming into last year was, you know, where is he going to be health wise? Is he going to hold up? And he did for the most part, which was great. He got that one little IL stint towards the end of the year where the Giants were kind of giving everybody a bit of a break. You know, it seemed like they were just rotating time on the IL, but they were assured October baseball pretty early into September. So that, that was fine. But yeah, it just comes down to where do you want to put Alex Wood in your rotation? And as of right now, he's the only lefty in the house right now. I mean, we can talk about Sammy Long later too, but I mean, he, he's it right now. And he was pretty much just, just it last year until, unless I'm missing somebody, I mean, Jose Quintana showed up later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, I just mentioned Sammy Long. So he, he holds a big role in that rotation right now. And I would like to see the Giants at, you know, add another lefty at, at some point, but just for, you know, depth in case Wood goes down. But it, it isn't it amazing though last year with Wood? Like, like you said, his strikeout stuff, stuff was there. You know, 100, 152 strikeouts. That that's pretty. It's pretty good for yeah. for a guy who's really who really wasn't really known as a strikeout guy coming coming into last year. I always saw him as as that that sinker sinker baller, keeping guys off balance. But the way he just kind of mowed through lineups the first two times through last year. I mean that that's a weapon. Like I know, he, but he got tagged around hard. <laughs> Once that that third time came around, and it, you, you you could tell you could tell last year it got in his head a bit. Where you know they get they he maybe have one one or two hits through the first four or five innings, and you know the third time through the lap would come around, and you know you would kind of f- feel that tension in, in the ballpark between Kapler and you know and Wood and everything going on. Like, damn, is he gonna get the bullpen ready? Is he gonna get the bullpen ready? And they leave him out there and then he'd start getting hit around a little bit and you can see the frustration in his face. So yeah, I mean, it's Alex Woods, not, not, not perfect, but he is very, very dependable. I, I feel like when, when, when healthy, like, you know, you know, he's going to go out there and he's, he's going to grind and he's going to at least give you usually four or five really, really good. Yeah. That's solid, solid endings. And then, Anything after that's a bonus, usually. You know, I'm looking through his stuff, and to, and I'm, I remember hearing about this as well. A lot of people don't talk about this. One, he did average. Uh, he tied 2017 when he was with LA. He tied his highest average in velocity with his fastball, 91.8. So he was touching 92, 93 a lot. Another thing I noticed though um, is that you know in the first what eight years of his career. He featured fastball curveball changeup. In 2021, the Giants got a hold of him. He went fastball slider changeup. He never, you know, featured a slider until this last year. And he threw it 31.5% of the time. Um, I just, I wonder if that uh, was a big difference. You know, usually a slider, you got it coming across the zone instead of a curveball that gets that drop. Um, You know, you're probably going to get, uh, you'll give up more hits with the slider, but you're going to maybe give up less home runs. And I think especially yes. playing in a ballpark um, like Oracle half the season is important. So just, just a little extra caveat to think about uh, going with the slider instead of the curveball. But yeah, I think if the season starts today, um, Alex Woods probably, probably starting the second game of the season uh, yeah. behind Webb, in my opinion. So don't, don't know if I, if I feel great about that, but yeah, no, he would be. Yeah. Um, 
And then we move on to our third guy. Similar kind of story as last year, and that's Anthony DiScafani, guy who's had injury issues in the past, uh, came in on a one-year, I believe it was $6 million deal last year, um, stayed fairly healthy, 31 starts. So he only missed like two starts probably. Um, and I believe it wasn't really even injury related. I think it was, was, it was it August or September. And that was like for rest, you know? Yeah. He, he had that, that little foot injury against the Mets. I remember That's that game true. specifically That's true. when he's covering first, but That's right. you know, he stayed in there. Yeah. So um, a really good season for disco overall, 167 and two thirds uh, went 13 and seven, a 3.17 ERA. Um you know, he had another ground ball guy, 44.3% of the time he was inducing ground balls. Uh, you know, when people, including us, I mean, we talk about uh, Di Scafani, who will be 32 in April. Um, so he's, you know, still in that prime range right now. Uh, and, oh, I forgot to say, he was uh, rewarded in the offseason. This one was kind of a little more surprising to me. Three years, $36 million. And, and I was... I was in the boat of, you know, I'm okay with bringing back Wood or DiScafani. I was kind of shocked um, when they were able to bring back both. And it's not like, oh, you know, we got two great guys back. As I thought that, you know, uh, Zaidi and Harris would kind of, you know, bring one back and then look elsewhere. But, um, you know, uh, apparently they both see something in them over the next couple of years if they can keep them healthy. You know, they'll be a big part of the rotation. So um, what I was going to say, sorry, was, um, you know, if you look overall at his season, he had a fantastic season, but uh, his biggest downfall was pitching against the Dodgers. And I know he only had like that one really good start in early September um, when the, pe- the, you know, division race was really heating up um, oh, yeah. outside of that and including in the NLDS. Uh, he did not pitch well against the Dodgers. Do you, do you think that's something that they fix this year, or is this we're going to see this continue to be an issue moving forward? Well, uh, I got to say, ownage is ownage, so I don't see that getting much better. I just don't, and that's okay because the Dodgers are a really good lineup, and I know the Giants play them uh, 21 times. I want to say 18. I could be off there. 19. But, uh, they play them a lot, all right? And, um, yeah, getting, getting tagged up by the Dodgers is not a good uh, – you know, formula when you're pitching for, for, for the Giants, especially when both teams are good. But, you know, but folks on the, on, on the positive here, you know, he had a great, he had a great year last year, you know, 152 strikeouts, like he, 13, what, 13 and seven, ERA 317. That, that's really good. We would have taken that if you told us for a season started that not only was he going to do that, but dude, if he was just going to stay healthy, eat innings every time he went out there, and, and, and he did too. You know, he, he threw a lot of innings. You know, he never wanted to come out come out of games. And, you know, you know I mean, side note, Kapler was very good at that last year, letting, letting dudes go deeper in, in, into games and kind of calling their own shots there, which was good to see. But, yeah, like he was uh, – he finally was able to put it all together. Like there were so many years in Cincinnati where he showed – flashes but then he would get hurt yeah and he would and he would miss a month or two you know some, something would happen he was very you know choppy you know in his time with the reds and so when Farhan brought him in last year i was really curious to, to see how he would pan out if he could just stay healthy and stay out there and you know 
not miss more than I was thinking four or five starts. I thought he would have two, two IL stints. I was just praying they wouldn't be long, but he just had that one where they basically just gave him a breather and he had that one little foot injury against the Mets where I think he missed one start, left the start early. And um, he had, he had a little rough patch there in the late summer, you know, around August, started to get hit around a little bit, but yeah, well, you, you mentioned that that Dodger game, which was huge. That was massive at the time. You know, he, he put together a good start. You know, and that broke him out of a slump, not only overall, but against the Dodgers as well. So that that was great to see. I I, I hope I'm wrong, and and that he can carry that over into this year. It's just, you know, when you, when you're a when you're a hitter and you see a pitcher, well, I mean, the pitcher's kind of fucked. To, to be completely honest with you, you know, no matter how how good he is. So, but so yeah, I'm I feel great by him come come back this year. I really do because. I thought we finally got to see how good he could be in a full season last year. And it just comes down to health a lot like Alex Wood, but clearly, you know, Farhan and Scott Harrison, those guys are feeling confident enough to where they willing to extend those guys a bit and bet on them, you know, again, but this time with a lot more money. <laughs> well, and you know, the older you get in, in baseball and especially talking about pitchers, but, um, you know, a lot of good guys figure things out the further they get in their careers. And, um, you know, I'm hoping, like you just said, that carries over into this year and the next couple. Because, you know, in case you didn't know, uh, Anthony DiScofani is the only giant on the active roster that is uh, on a contract in the year 2024. Everybody else <laughs> in the San Francisco Giants organization that's on the active roster, you know, the big names, uh, they are done through 2023 so deals will have to be made in the next couple of years <laughs> obviously um now now it's kind of like where we get to this like third tier of you know more question marks heading into 2022 so i think so far would you agree that like if if the first you know three games of the season this is the rotation so far you got webb uh wood and d scafani like they're probably starting the first three games of the season right yeah, if we had to go tomorrow, yes. That yeah. we had set set the uh, rotation right now. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, so also, you know, we heard rumblings about this guy possibly getting brought in, um, and then it finally happened. You know, kind of towards the end, uh, before the lockout, and that's Alex Cobb. And I think you know, again, if the season started right now, Alex Cobb's probably the fourth starter in this Giants rotation. No doubt about um, it. He is thirty four years old. Uh, signed a two-year, $20 million deal uh, with a club option for 2024. You know, this is a guy that is right up Farhan's alley, and we can skip all the numbers and just go right to ground ball percentage, and he has been a ground ball machine through his years. Even in his earlier years, um, you know, a decade ago or so in Tampa, where he was actually a really good pitcher, um, but ground ball percentages through the years, 54, 58, 55, 56, 52, you know, going all the way down. And then last year with the Angels, 53.3%. Um, so this guy just induces ground balls. And he also, um, you know, had a career high in strikeouts. His velocity was up last year. Uh, you know, this is a guy that his career – um, average is 7.27 uh, strikeouts per nine, which is not great. Um, last year, 9.45. And in 2020, 
it was 6.54. So something clicked last year Yes, uh, in Anaheim. And, you know, this is a guy that's uh, going to come in and, and fit exactly what Farhan wants. And um, I am excited to see what he can do because, yeah, he was touching almost 93 on the gun last year, career high. Um, you know, he'll, he'll feature that fastball curveball change combo. So, you know, thoughts on Alex Cobb coming in. Yeah, he definitely uh, was able to figure it out after a couple, couple injury ridden seasons there. Like yeah. people kind of forget because back in those early, like 2012, you know, 2013, 2014, you know, the Rays were really good. Like they had some, you know, like before, like when they had Longoria and guys like that. Yeah. You know, Ben Zobrist and dudes, dudes like that. Like, and Alex Cobb was a big part of that. And pitching some great Red Sox lineups, Yankees lineups, you know, just, you know, some really in, in, in hitters parks. So, you know, he, he, it's not, it's not like Cobb hasn't been there before. It's just, it's, it's kind of been a while, you know, where he's been in, in these types of pennant races and, you know, t- tough divisions. But, you know, like you said, you know, after, yeah, I mean, he's only pitched in three games in 2019, you know, injuries, only pitched in 10 games in 2020, you know, and both those with, with the Orioles, bad teams, whatever. But last year he was cruising along 18, 18 starts, you know, just doing really good. Then he, he, he gets, gets that, uh, that, that wrist injury, I believe he got in late July and that kind of, that put a, a halt to his season, but I mean, only 90, only 93 innings. So that, there's that, but like you talked about the ground balls, five home runs in 93 innings. Like that's, that, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, no, um, 33 walks, you know, 98 strikeouts. Like he's right at Farhan's alley. And I, if things don't change with the rotation, they're going to need everything. And then some, out of Alex Cobb because yeah. I think I truly believe stuff wise, if he's able to stay out there, you know, I think he's probably the second best pitcher in this rotation, nothing against this disco or Cobb, but I, I really believe that. I think he's got, I think he's got stuff. And like, like you said, I think something cl- clicked last year and then yeah, then yeah, he hurts his wrist and he missed time. So that kind of puts a damper on, on his numbers, but no, I think this was a, this was this was Anthony Descalfani a year ago, basically. Yeah, so we just got to hope for similar re- results. Well, and, and I mean, giving them two years and then the third for an option. So like Farhan and, that's and a bet. Harris, they, well, they believe in this guy. Yeah, and that's so a bet right there. They feel like, you know, hey, we, what we were able to do with Wood and Descalfani last year and keep them basically healthy for the majority of the year, we feel like we can do that with Alex Cobb as well. And you know, this guy, again, yeah, not only 93 in the third innings last year, 18 starts. So, like, a little more than, you know, half a season worth of starts. But, you know, you look at – and we don't have to get, like, too far into Sabre metrics here. But if you look at his fielding independent uh, pitching, his FIP, his FIP, 2.92. And, you know, the, the Angels, obviously, uh, not a great defensive team uh, by all. And so, you know, some pitchers fall victim to that. But – you know, with a 3.76 ERA and a 2.92 FIP, that shows like this guy actually pitched better than even his ERA shows. Yes. Um, and so, you know, give him a great defensive infield, which the Giants have. Uh, you know, Alex Cobb's ceiling 
at least in San Francisco, um, could be really high. And I so agree. he could be kind of like a, a sneaky dark horse, um, you know, candidate to, I'm not saying win anything, but uh, just be, you know, uh, put up D- Discofani numbers like he did last year. I-, I really think that's possible. All depends on health, though. So uh, that's very important. The Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. The fifth spot in this rotation is just a fat question mark right now. And, um, you know, we, we don't have to go too far into details about guys here. We have several names um, that could be options here for the Giants. And so uh, the first one we have here, and this is in no particular order, but first one we have here is Sammy Long. Now, Sammy Long is, you know, only 26 years old. Um, kind of a cool story. Went to Sac State. Giants signed him in the offseason last year. Um, you know, he was really good in AAA. He had uh or actually I, I apologize. He he threw basically at three different levels last year. He threw at A, double A, and triple A, did most of his work in triple A SAC um before getting the call up, and he's been featured out of the pen. Um, I know he started five games for the Giants at the big league level last year. Didn't have the greatest numbers, a five, five, three ERA. Um, did have a four, two, three FIP. So I mean he wasn't like awful, but uh guy that's gonna throw mid-90s, he's got like multiple curveballs. He's kind of got the power curve, the you know, the sweeping curve. Um, you know, uh, do you how do you feel about like if if Sammy Long's either you know making consistent starts spot starts or you know just a couple starts here and there uh, how do you feel about sammy long possibly being an option in the rotation uh yeah he's definitely an option he just i i it got late pretty quick from for him last year i feel like you know he, he came up you know i believe it was the the uh, rangers game was his first game and looked yeah. good I, I believe he threw like four four innings and um, I think yeah, just a couple hits. I don't, I don't even know if he gave any runs. I think he was on he was on a bit of a pitch count. But yeah, his his first couple starts, he looked really good. His first couple outings, he looked good. But then yeah, I think he started to get a little too cute with it with that curveball, and he wasn't able to locate it. You know, had a bit of issue with with walks, if if I remember correctly. And um, yeah, like he. He was just their prototypical mop-up guy, and I believe that's that's what his uh, you know long-term job with if he is on the roster this year that that's going to be his job. I truly don't see him being a rotation option. You know that the, there is a reason that the Giants got him for nothing last yeah. offseason. He was literally doing I don't know what he, he wasn't in baseball. I, I believe correctly. he was close to actually retiring. Yes, yes, he was considering retirement. Yeah. 
I mean, a great, a great story. And, and the stuff is there and that's the thing. So he is going to be probably my favorite guy to watch in spring training this year to see if he can command that curveball. If he can be a little more confident with the fastball too, because he was so re- reluctant to go away from, from the curveball. Yep. And that was frustrating to watch because he, I, I want to say he was hitting 94, 95 with the fastball. I, I, if, yeah. I'm, if I he remember could, correctly, he could touch, he could touch 95. Yeah, he, know, had, some, he had some good yeah. velocity, but the, like, the issue it was when he wasn't, when he wasn't locating his curveball, he was, people were sitting on 94, 95 down the middle and all right, here it comes. And that's where yeah. I think Sammy Long ran it into some, some trouble last year. But yeah, but by all means, like I believe he's going to be a part of, of this team in some capacity because uh, you've heard Farhan and Scott Harris talk talk about him in, in, in the in the offseason in a couple of interviews I, I have heard. So they sounds like they don't plan to get, give up on him yet. But to put him in the rotation, that's probably a no for me. I'm with you, but here, here's the thing I, I think and how I feel, you know, this Giants organization um, really, especially last year showed how valuable or how much they value options. And Sammy Long still has two minor league options available. So, you know, they're going to keep him around and uh, because they can move him up and down as much as they want. Um, I just I, I think the true value that Sammy Long offers is he is a lefty and there's not a lot of lefty starters that are ready at the major league level in this organization. True. And so along with the options, I think being a lefty is going to keep him in the mix of things. But I, I'm with you. I, I'm not a huge it, I'm not saying I'm not a huge fan of the guy. I just not a huge fan of him being given consistent innings. Um, you know, we'll see how he does, uh, like you said, in spring training, if there's a spring training, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have too high hopes on Sammy long 34% of the time he was using that curveball last year. Uh-huh. And yeah, like you said, guys were expecting that. And then, um, you know, so they'd sit on a, f- a flat four seam fastball. I think if, if, you know, he really wants to thrive, especially in this organization, you know, maybe uh, put in a two seam there and get some movement yes. on it. Uh, something, something else with heat, um, you know, or a sinker. So that's just me. Um, so we kind of agree. Sammy Long, mm, you know, to be determined, but Aaron on the side of no. Yes. Now, here, here's the guy that's now here's a guy. All right, Thanks, Chris. <laughs> here's a guy that came up uh, at the end of the season for the Giants. And, you know, I, I, me especially, like, I've been wanting to see this guy. I was probably calling up for him since July, and it took forever, forever for him to finally get up. And finally, I believe he made his debut in Colorado, Kervin Castro. That's who I'm talking about. Sorry, it took so long. He's yeah, only yeah. 22 years old. Uh, he's about to be 20. Actually, he's going to be 23 this week. <laughs> this is February 7th. I just like his birthday. Still super young. Um, man, I really like what this guy has to offer. And he hasn't started uh, any games since 2019 um, when he did that for low A. Uh, and he started 14 games that year, but 2.66 ERA. He went five and three, 8.11 case per nine. So, and, and also uh, 52.7% ground ball rate. That was in 2019 as a starter. 
2021 uh, in AAA sack, uh, 30 appearances, all out of the bullpen, but was really good. Uh, six and one in decisions uh, through 44 innings, 12.27 Ks per nine. So he was dominant. He was dominant. Um, his thing that probably kept him from coming up, uh, you know, earlier, 4.5 walks per nine, a little high, but uh, 2.86 ERA. So Kareem Castro really good in AAA. So he finally gets his opportunity late in the season. I believe it was probably late August when he got called up. Um, appeared in 10 games, 13 and a third. Uh, did not give up a run. And uh, 8.78 Ks per nine. Really good numbers, uh, you know, for a guy that's uh, never appeared uh, in the major leagues. And, um, yeah, I, I really like Kirby and Castro. He averages fastball just below 95, so he throws pretty damn hard. Uh, but he's basically just going to throw you fastball curveball, which, you know, if you have two pitches, that does lean more towards, hey, you know, you're a relief guy, you're a guy coming out of the pen. But I'm curious what he's doing now in the offseason. I know communication between him and the organization obviously is like right now it's limited to none because technically they're, they can't talk, Mm -hmm. but wonder if he's developing a third pitch. Cause if this guy can develop a third pitch, dude, I would love to see Kirby and Castro at least get a shot in the rotation. Yeah. I mean, stuff alone, right, right there. He, he proved it rather than Gates last year that he had major league stuff and he was able to control it. I believe, I mean, Third, he only pitched 13 innings last year, but he had four walks. I mean, that's that's not bad for a guy no, thrown into a pennant race. And and if you remember correctly, every game he came into, it was the games where they were going with the, the openers, I should say, you know, where dudes were just – Zach Littell was starting. And then, yeah, it was, you know, you know Johnny Holstaff, basically. <laughs> and like, like Brooks would say. And – yeah, he the stuff was just there, and and to and to do it in the middle of a pennant race the, the way he the way he did last year, you know, yeah, I, I nothing against Sammy Sammy Long or anything, but if I'm giving a guy a nod to be that five star right right now, I would I would give to Kirby Castro, and sure, it it could it could possibly be a, a scenario where he's just going two, three innings when he start when he starts. I don't know. I don't know what, what, yeah. what, what their plans would be because, like you said, typically he has not been a starter. So, yeah, and he's a, he's a, he's a two-pitch guy as of right now, as far as we know. But I have, I'm with you. I'm sure they are working with him behind the scenes a bit to develop a third pitch. But, I mean, he, the way he was able to locate last last year and, yeah, I mean, 13 strikeouts and 13 innings, that, that, that's not bad. You know, nope. You give up no home runs either. We, you can, you can, he can have that feather in his cap going into a uh, 2022. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It was very exciting to finally see him get, get the call last year. Cause he was, he was doing, doing so well, you know, in, in the, in the minors walks were a bit of an issue, but then, yeah, once he got up to, to, to the bigs, I mean, he was able to, to harness that very well. And I think, we were just talking about Sammy Long. I thought like that's where yeah. Sammy Long got, got into trouble. He got too cute. He was nibble, 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 you know, just getting guys on base. Then he couldn't get that ground ball. And I think uh, Kirby Castro was just be- he's better suited for what Farhan and Scott Harrison 
Gabe Kapler and those guys are seem to be all all about. So I looked for for big things out of Kevin Castro that this year, no doubt in my mind. I'm with you. And last thought on Castro too. I I noticed throughout the year last year um, when he was in Sacramento, um, they did some odd. He you know he he came out of the pen. He didn't start any games for Sacramento, but he would pitch like three innings and then he'd be off for like four days, three innings, four days. That's starter stuff. So Mm -hmm. I, I wonder if they're really, really trying to work him in as a possible legitimate starter in this rotation. So something to really, really keep an eye on and definitely would be in my top five, like, you know, most looking forward to, um, uh, I would say in spring training, like again, if there was one, so we'll see. Two more options. Obviously, we'll try and keep these quick because I know how we both feel about one of them. But <laughs> let's talk first about Sean Jelly. Now, this guys he's not going to be in the rotation right away, like, like for sure. Because, you know, he didn't get – he got up to Sacramento kind of late um, last year, and he struggled. I mean, he didn't even hit six Ks per nine, uh, almost five walks per nine, struggled with command. He's not going to blow you away with velocity. Five seven four ERA uh, was sacked last year in fifty three and a third. So I'm pretty sure that Sean Jelly is going to spend the majority, if not maybe all, of 2022 in Sacramento trying to, um, you know, figure things out. He was great in the, uh, you know, like the first two thirds of the year when he was in Richmond, three one five ERA, nine four six Ks per nine. So stuff's there. Um, and, and, you know, obviously if, if you've heard about Sean jelly, you know, by now he's, he's kind of a funky, goofy guy, six foot 11, he's 24, um, you know, so, and, and he was a high draft pick. I know, I believe in 2018, I think he was, yeah, he was their second pick, uh, the same year that Joey Bart went first. So obviously this is a guy from the, um, Bobby Evans last draft. Uh, but you know, he's, he's shot up his way into the discussion and do, do you think we see jelly at all this year up in San Francisco? I, I would lean towards no, unless he's like fantastic and figured things out. Yeah. I'm going to hope no is what I'm going to do here <laughs> yeah. because if he does come up, dudes are on the IL, they are reaching and grasping at straws, Sure, but yeah, I mean, there's, it's a big year for, for Sean Jelly. I I'm with you. Like, yeah. Second round pick a couple years ago, the 45th pick overall. I mean, that's, you know, you were cut, you were walking in with some, uh, some expectations on, on you, but like, like you said, when he was down, down in Richmond last year, it looked good, looked good down there on, on the East coast, you know, in, in the so-called pitchers league over there. He, so he did good, but as we all know, I mean, <laughs> you have a lot of, you know, Todd Linden's and Lance Necro's in the, uh, in triple a like you guys that yeah. just a lot of dude, those are all a lot of four a four a guys four a guys you know they yeah. you know they can hit you know they just can't hit good pitching yeah that's kind of that's kind of that's why they're there but yeah the jelly needs a full year in sacramento like like, like you were saying you know he, he just yeah, you, you almost wish he would have he would have stayed in, in Richmond all all year last year just just to keep the the uh, the positive flow coming in in this year. But yeah, when, when you 
67 hits, man. And 53 innings, I mean, he, he was getting tagged. Like that's, yeah. that, that's not, it's not good. It's just yeah. not only 35 strikeouts and you're just, that's not going to get it done. So if, if it comes down to it, yeah, I could, I, I could see him getting a call this year, but I'm hoping between now and opening day, there's a few more, you know, middle lower tier arms with some MLB experience that they can go, go to beforehand. Cause yeah, I, I don't think he, he's, he's there yet. And every time I see him, dude, every time I see him pitch, he just, he reminds me of Chris young, you know, the old Padres oh, pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a freaking, just a massive monster, monster on that mound, man. I mean, that, and that's some scary stuff. I never liked him against tall guys. So it could, I, I just, I hope he figures it out, but, yeah, a full year in Sacramento will go a long way for him, I think. I agree. And I, I think the Giants want him to be a possible option um, down the road for sure. Because And we'll end with a positive note on Sean Jelly. Yeah. You know, he is he he does do what Farhan wants. He gets ground balls. Mm-hmm. In double A this last year, 54.6% ground ball rate. And even though he wasn't great in triple A, 54.1% ground ball rate. And he only gave up about a home run per nine in Sacramento. So he may have been getting hit, but he wasn't getting hit out of the ballpark, really. Um, and so, uh, you know, that that is something that's interesting and uh, a guy that gets ground out. So definitely hoping that Sean Jelly has a great year in AAA. Maybe an option at the end of the year, but really looking forward to him in 2023, I believe. So six strikeouts per nine, too, in Sacramento. So, I mean, it, it, it's there. I mean, the, it's it's there. not great, but it's not you know, great, but it, it's it's there. Like, yeah. you know, he's not he's not, you know, he's not on, you know, skid row in Sacramento. Like he he, he can yeah. he can hang. Yeah. Last guy. And I'm sure this will be our quickest conversation. And because Rob and I are not huge fans of him, but, but here's the thing. Um, I feel like he's just been hanging around. It's Tyler Beatty and, and Tyler Beatty has been kind of just hanging around this organization and you know, he's going to pitch for the giants at some point this year. You just know it's going to happen. Um, I mean, I hope I'm, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong because I just feel like every single time uh, he's been, and he, he, he had like, the most appearances he's had was in 2019 through 117 innings. Um, and he wasn't great. He had an ERA over five. Um, you know, his thing is, is he walks guys and he really struggles uh, throwing strikes. And even at the triple a uh, level, I mean, he averaged 8.32 walks per nine last year in sack, mm. dude. And he threw 48 and two thirds. So, I mean, it's not a huge sample size, but it's a sample size. And, uh, yeah, so just not, you know, he's not going to blow you away with velocity. Um, he doesn't get a ton of ground balls. He sits in the 30, 40% range. Um, that's all I really have to say about Tyler B. I'm, I'm, yeah. hoping, I'm hoping he's limited to nothing in the Giants uh, rotation. Yeah, I think you pretty well covered it there. Yeah, you know, I think we were a little optimistic, you know, with him coming off, uh, you know, Tommy John. You know, he's coming off the off the repair. You know, may, maybe, you know, he, he finds who's going to find a little bit of light after that. It just didn't seem to happen last year. I mean, it's things change. You know, I've I've seen crazier th- things happen, but I mean, Tyler Beatty's been around for so freaking long now, and it just it's almost twenty nine. 
I, I God, dude, <laughs> like he's, he's right there with us. It's, <laughs> it, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for the guy. I, I, I really am. And first year off of, off of Tommy John. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I, I didn't pitch. So, and I never had to deal with things like that. Yeah. I, some people say it changed their career, career for the best. And some, some people say I, they never got back after that. And after last year, it's hard to be too optimistic about Tyler Beatty. But like you said, he's still around. So there is a good chance at some point early in the year, he gets a, a couple looks, you know, in, in, in games, whether it's mop-up duty or somebody gets hurt. And, you know, because – I'm sure the Giants would like to get something for him, like literally anything, you know, a player to be named later, you know, at some point, but I don't know. Well, the thing is with him, he has no options remaining. Yeah. So he's he's going to be, I'll be, he'll be there. He'll, he'll, he will be there. And that's the thing is we would, if, if there is some sort of spring training, you're going to see a heavy dose of Tyler Reedy Mm -hmm. uh, because the Giants are going to want to see it. So, and so yeah. other teams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if there is anything yeah. there. Yeah, that was that was a fun episode, man. I mean, I, I thought it'd be cool to touch base on the rotation. I think uh, next time we do this, uh, you know, next week, um, maybe we'll switch over to the bullpen. I, I really love arms, obviously. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get into some bats. But, um, you know, be, be fun to do. Uh, just a heads up, though, it, we will have – um, before the minor league season starts, we will have uh, Roger Munter on um, from There Are Giants. Uh, you know, we've been in in talks about getting him on, so really, really excited about that. Um, and then we will have someone else coming on as well to talk some prospects uh, from Giant perspective. So um, excited to talk prospects, of course, but going to focus on the Giants active roster over the next couple ep- couple episodes. So, um, yeah. Rob, thanks for coming on, man. As always, yeah. it was good. And if uh, if Farhan and Scott Harris, if you guys are listening, you know there there's still some 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 arms out there. All right, Carlos Rodon, Zach Greinke, Danny Duffy, you know guys, Michael Pineda, just dudes. So if you're listening, don't don't give up. You know, you, you, there's more out there. Up. Please. Yeah, and and that's why we started off this episode of, you know, this is what the Giants have now. There's definitely and likely to be some different names uh, coming in as well, whether that's via free agency or, you know, maybe make a trade. Uh, So we'll see. Hopefully baseball is back sooner than later. We're not optimistic, but we'll see. So Pray with us, please. Pray with us. Please, please. Uh, So, yeah, uh, until next time, uh, when we come back for episode 66, uh, for Say Hey Doug and Say Hey Rob, go Giants. Go Giants. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are down, it's Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.